The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Well, if you tuned in to The Antidote last week, you heard the first part of our visit with Sid DeFore of The Blamed. He and I chatted about the history of this legendary punk band, their radical shifts in style from one album to the next, the changes in band members and record labels, and also about how the band dissolved in the early 2000s. Giving you an idea of the band's sound, we heard Reason Escapes at the start of the show. That song came out in 1999. Now here it is 20 years later. The band has regrouped and they're putting out new music. Earlier this year, they decided to re-record some classic songs, like our next song. This is Beginning in the End.
TVOTV is a relatively new song from The Blamed, coming out on a split release they recorded just last year. The most important thing about The Blamed is their excellent new album, The Church is Hurting People. In a minute, I'll bring in overwhelming love from that release, but first, Sid DeFore and I pick up on our talk about the release and how it got its name. And now the album is here, The Church is Hurting People, which came out October 18th. When I first heard the album title, I gotta admit, it threw me. I took it as the church being a negative, but that's not the case, right? Well, it's uh, it's an intentional double entendre, and um, it really kind of reveals where the person, how they respond to interpreting uh, what that says, because the title isn't the church hurts people. It's the church is hurting people. And unfortunately, it can be taken truthfully in two different ways, and they're two correct ways. Uh, because one, yes, unfortunately, the church does hurt people because the church is made up of people, and we tend to sometimes unintentionally hurt one another. Um, but the title is also, the church is hurting people, meaning the church is made up of people who are hurting. And there's that old idiom, you know, that hurting people hurt people. Um, You know, we are all imperfect and we all make mistakes and we all do things wrong sometimes. And the mistake is to ignore that fact or to excuse it by saying, well, hey, you know, we're all sinners. People got to get over. It's like, you know, we can we can do terrible damage to one another and to i mean not not just people within the church but outside of the church you know it it is a sad and scary truth that the polarity that's happening within the church and within this country uh people are being divided by things that we just shouldn't be divided about you know whether it be politics or you know just different issues we're called to be united by faith in our savior you know the the god who created and maintains the universe we're united by something that is so far bigger than these minute little issues and especially those that aren't in the church when they look in from the outside and see this these schisms it's just it's embarrassing you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah, so that's that's really where this uh, where the title came from, and uh, <laughs> we knew it was going to be uh, possibly controversial, and you know maybe people get upset by it. But um, 
all of us in the band, we really, uh, we really believe by it because like I said, unfortunately it is true on both accounts, on both sides of that coin where yes, you know, the, the church is made up of people who are hurting, but yes, unfortunately, yes, the church does hurt people as well. I do find the songs on The Church's Hurting People are excellent, but these are painful songs because they deal with people who have really deep struggles. So this is purposefully wanting to shake up your listeners? Uh, no, actually, it's, it's, uh, it's not. The songs are really from, well, once again, they're from the heart of the songwriter, not necessarily trying to speak to a listener. At least not so much. It's uh, it really is from 
from where we're at and where where the the songwriter is coming from um there's a just the lots of different experiences in life that uh you know ups and downs that uh that really make us question our own motives question our own paths question our own decisions question our own thought processes and uh and how we view each other and how we view the world um i think i think that really is kind of the main motif or theme of the of the album is really uh, introspection songs from The Church is Hurting People. We just heard I Guess This Is Goodbye. This new album from The Blame includes a few guests. Our next song features one of my favorite artists and a previous guest on The Antidote. Here comes Never Wanted to Be Alone With You, featuring Clank.
And I'd like to hear about the motivation behind the song speaking to a cold room of people who need heat. Did this come from an actual experience? Uh, yeah, you know, Brian told me that it uh, it did. It was actually from, uh, it wasn't about heat, it was about food, um, I believe, when he was um, listening to something or seeing something. But, um, you know, it really is about the difficulty in speaking the truth and speaking, you know, spiritual truths or like a sermon or something like that, when there are people that are hungry uh, or that there are people like in this, in the case of the song, it's about people who are cold, needing warmth, uh, a physical need that needs to be met that can be met when the focus of the person that's should be trying to meet that need is just, telling them about Jesus. Yeah, it is a difficult situation. Uh, like in the song, there's a line that says, um, I can see my voice moving. And um, that's really about the speaker being able to see his breath, knowing that, yeah, it's cold in this room and every single person that's out there is freezing. There's that difficulty between people having needs that need to be met. And I don't want to say an unwillingness or a laziness, or the desire to meet those needs, but not having the means to meet those needs. It's really about the people that are having those needs, listening to someone tell them about Jesus, but the need not being met. You know, when we read in the Gospels that Jesus met needs, that's what he was doing. And for a few chapters of Acts, you know, the, the disciples, they were about meeting those needs. Exactly. They were doing these things, and you actually do see that type of Christianity in a lot of places in the world 
and not here in Western evangelical Christianity. Uh, I think it is a symptom of living in a in a country where we are spoiled. We are very, very spoiled and lazy, and I'm one of them. You know, I I I am. I gripe when you know my latte is not what you know. I don't like lattes, but you know, just you know what I mean. We're we're so jaded, and um, and it's to our detriment because it does affect how people see our God through a tainted filter that is us and that's one of the reasons why even though yes we are hurting and we are broken and uh but sometimes we do hurt others maybe not intentionally but just through our own you know ignorance naivety our own you know tunnel vision sometimes hi this is sid dufour from the blame and you're listening to the antidote
you know, there's one particular song from The Church is Hurting People that's really grabbed me. And I seriously think this is the best song I've heard all year. And it's also totally out of character with the usual music of The Blamed. So what can you tell us about Still Waiting for You to Come Home? Wow. Um, Well, I'm going to say something that I know that Brian Gray is not going to want me to say. He has been writing songs like this for a while. And I've been on him saying, you know what? Forget the blamed, forget the satire, forget all this other music. You need to do this stuff, man, because it's fantastic. And I, you know, and he keeps no, no, no music like this is kind of wimpy. I just kind of do it. But that song is only Brian performing all the the music on that uh, on that song, and it's um, I love it. I think it's so it's so emotive, and it's so raw. It's not hard, but it's raw. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's that's the strongest song in this album. It's my favorite song. And uh, I'm not on it. Nobody's on it but Brian. And it's, uh, I think it's just amazing. Uh, I love it. And, um, and even lyrically, golly, it's just, uh, it's so deep and it's so real. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's just really intense. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And I can be a fan of it because I've got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I said to my wife, this is an incredible song. I started reading the lyrics and I actually went into tears. It is. It's so emotional. Yeah. But so we should be that open, that self-revealing that way. I think so. You know, that's, um, you know, each one of us in the blamed have gone through uh, some, you know, really heavy, you know, life-changing things uh that have just just caused so much, you know, tumultuous uh, stuff within our hearts and within our, our our minds that it's hard to you know wrap your around about things. You know, whether it be uh, you know some of us have gone through divorces, some of us have gone through deaths of close friends, close uh, members of our family, um, just really terrible trials, and we all deal with them in different ways, and we all have these scars. That fortunately, and, I, and this is so Christian-y, cliche-ish to say, but, you know, God uses those things. Um, but uh, they're still there. And I think part of expressing who we are as believers and just as people is being honest about that stuff. Being honest about the hurts, the questions, the points of view that we have, uh, the observations, um, silliness. Uh, whatever it is that's within us to express that, whether it be in music, lyrics, uh, writing, art, in, in any way, I think that's um, I think it's important because there's a whole lot more people that are just like us that are willing to receive that as well on the other side. We're not alone in this. You know, life's uh, life can beat the crud out of you, and um, I think a lot of us find ourselves getting the crud beat out of us. And it's uh, sometimes it's good to see and read and hear the experience of others that are going through the same kind of thing and have gone through the same kind of thing.
What an amazing song. That was Waiting for You to Come Home. I've got to admit, when I was speaking with Sid, I wanted to ask about who the songwriter was waiting for. But sometimes I guess it's better just to leave a mystery alone. Coming up, Sid and I spend a little bit more time talking about that song. How this song originally was going to be, it was originally going to be a little bit more electric and and then slowly Brian kind of... Uh, he just stripped it down. Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, man, there's some stuff that, and he always calls it, oh, this, these are my pretty songs. No one wants to hear this stuff. And, uh, you know, some of it's kind of shoegazy and not a lot of room for vocals, but... Uh, I'm a big fan of bands like uh, Russian Circles. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're uh, a Chicago post-punk kind of band. And, um, you know, but like, you know, just some of these bands where it's just all instrumentally and very, some stuff that's kind of ethereal and some very layered. Man, and he's done a lot of songs that just I'm so on fire about. And I'm like, man, whether I'm part of this thing or not, you need to just do that stuff. And he's like, "Uh." what's his hesitation? I don't know, man. I think, yeah, I just don't know. We're also, when I say we, I mean, he's also really busy too. Um, he has a job. He's a lighting director for a couple venues here in the city. Okay. And, um, well, the thing is, he's not just a lighting director. His title is lighting director, but he's actually kind of the whole production manager. He winds up, you know, dealing with the front of house audio, you know, the PA and all the ins and outs of all this stuff. He's the kind of guy that can never say no. He's asked for something. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that kind of thing too. And he's also you know, recording bands and mixing other bands uh, out of his studio just to help out. And, and uh, yeah, he's just he's a guy with a heart of gold that um, never has the time to do the kind of stuff that he really wants to do. But uh, one of these days, though, there'll be an album coming out. I don't know if it'll be The Blamed. I don't know if, what name it'll have, but... It'll be a, uh, a bunch of these songs that's like that. That's a real, because I think it's cool. Yeah, tell him that I'm in agreement with you and he's got to do it. <laughs> I sure will. Yeah, he should be here any minute. Yeah, we've got a package of all these posters we got to open up and sign. <laughs> the rock starry thing, it's like, mm, I just feel weird doing it. But, you know, and Brian too, he's like, oh gosh. But uh, yeah, people really, people like that kind of stuff, so. I told you, Sid, Whatever. you're famous, man. You just got to deal with this fact. Yeah, famous. Where's Where's the limos and the comps? That's what I'm looking for. for the- <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Gray might want to hide his pretty songs, but he's never hesitated in bringing out his harder music. First up is a song from the satire called In the Vein. Then We Are One and the Same, a new one from the Blaine featuring Jess Hawley of the satire.
I do get about wanting to reveal that kind of honesty in the music. But seriously, what do you think the reaction will be to the churches hurting people? Well, um, honestly, I think there's uh, there's going to be a lot of people that will take the, the album title one-sided and will kind of run with it uh, because, unfortunately, people will tend to be um, defensive when pricked with something that may hurt, you know, if there's something very close to them. I've already seen some folks, you know, talking about the title on Facebook and different posts and things like that. And some people going, oh, my gosh, that's, oh, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty harsh. You know, and other people going, yeah, it's harsh, but it's true. And then other people saying, well, I took it that the church is filled with hurting people. So some people get it that it is a double entendre and some people don't. Um, but however it's received, honestly, is really how it's received. And um, I guess it is intended to be provocative, not in the sense of something provocative being edgy or questionable, but the true meaning of the definition of the word provocative, it's, it's meant to provoke. It's meant to provoke thought and contemplation and reflection. Uh, it's not meant to provoke a reaction. It's meant to be provocative, to make people think. Um, and uh, as with the lyrical content of the album as well, it's uh, like I said, it really is introspective and it is basically not trying to preach at anyone it's just really what is coming from the heart of the, the lyricist said this has been a real pleasure having you on the antidote thanks for coming to talk to us about the blamed well thank you so much for having me this has been uh this has been a real blast and it's uh it's been fun i i, I really want to thank you
spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. We have to listen with our ears and not with our mouths. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. We are not libs. We are not cons. We are children of God. And these are our wounds. I've taken the songs from the Blaine album, The Church is Hurting People, out of order for tonight's playlist. The album began with the track you just heard, Hurting People Are Welcome Here, which makes it clear that the Blamed wanted everyone to understand what they were intending with the album title. So there's no need to be offended or hurt by it. Before our last song, we heard Desingrate, which features Luke Easter. I guess I've made it pretty clear that I am a fan of the Blamed and their new album. I'm also a fan of next week's guest on The Antidote. Since 2006, the band Red has sold millions of records, they've been Grammy-nominated, and won multiple Dove Awards. Now they're out on a huge North American tour, plus they have a just-released EP called The Evening Hate. And here's a teaser for next week's show and our talk with Red frontman Michael Barnes. This is Die For You. See you next time.